Welcome to the Dell Healthcare Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about healthcare technologies. Welcome to part two of our two-part Dell Healthcare Power Chat with Dr. Justin Collier, who's the Industry Practice Manager for Healthcare for Worldwide Technology, a leading Dell Technologies partner. In part one, Dr. Collier explained his journey from practicing physician to healthcare IT specialist, covered trends in IT generally and in healthcare IT specifically, and covered unstructured data storage strategies. Let's pick up the conversation. So when we talk about this shift from volume-based reimbursement to value-based reimbursement, could you help us understand what that is exactly and what are some of the key elements of that trend? Sure. So in, in years past, healthcare systems the provider side of healthcare, really were reimbursed based on a fee-for-service model. So the more things you did for a patient, those were the things that you were able to bill for and get reimbursed for. So the more you did when a patient was sick, the more you made. Fairly simple. Unfortunately, that doesn't necessarily align incentives around keeping people healthy and well. And what we're seeing is a shift both to improve patient care as well as to bend the cost curve to have healthcare provider organizations responsible for a patient's total health or total wellness, whether they're in an episode of illness or whether they're just going throughout their lives in a state of relative wellness. Certainly, big things impact that, things like chronic disease, which is an an ever-increasing portion of our population, especially as we all age and the need to better manage those ongoing conditions as well as to better manage the patient's health when they're outside of the health system is a growing part of how healthcare is delivered across the country. At the same time, we know there are things beyond the healthcare that's delivered that really dramatically impact the total health and wellness of an individual. In fact, I would say there's good data to support that the healthcare that's actually delivered or the treatment that is able to be delivered really only has a 10 to 20% impact on the total health of an individual. Things like the social determinants of health really play into that in a great and growing way, as well as you know, genetic predispositions that can't yet be impacted through treatment. And behavioral choices are probably the single biggest impact on the total health of an individual, what we choose to eat or not eat, and then all the bad health choices that can be made, how much you exercise or don't exercise, and whether or not you choose to smoke. Those types of decisions have much greater impact on how healthy a person will be over time than how often they get to the physician's office or how well they comply with a particular medication regimen. What is the personnel impact of this shift on healthcare IT and the workforce that applies for this reimbursement? Without technology, I would say it is extremely difficult to deliver on managing a patient's total health, especially when they're not in the hospital. The good news is there are a lot of emerging technologies that truly enable that and make the growing workforce requirements much less onerous. For example, the the Internet of Things, the connected health, the development of sensors that can better monitor and allow better management of patients' chronic conditions, the ability to connect disparate parts of the health system for better communication and care coordination through a variety of technologies. And then, of course, AI machine learning and deep learning, the ability to triage the data as it's coming in and alert the human element of healthcare when they need to pay attention to which patients and which patients need the most urgent interventions while still managing all the patients that are doing well in an appropriate way. 
So what are some of the new technologies that are enabling the shift from volume to value-based reimbursement? There really are a lot, which is both an opportunity and a challenge. In the AI machine learning deep learning space, certainly the emergence of flash storage, places where data can be stored and retrieved very quickly, the emergence of better CPU, as well as the emergence of GPU compute, the ability to process and analyze data much more quickly. And then on the IoT front, you know, sensors are getting smaller, more capable, battery technologies continuing to improve. And then further enabling all of that would be the emergence of 5G as well as Wi-Fi 6. And of course, in terms of a lot of the technologies, the reality that is the capability of cloud to handle some of the workloads and, and to manage some of the data really is another enablement. What would you say are some of the key inhibitors to the adoption of this model? Boy, there are a lot. The ones that I would focus on, though, would start with, honestly, just the foundational infrastructure. A lot of healthcare systems have a massive amount and potentially growing amount of technical debt that needs to be cleaned up in order to be able to move forward. Those legacy systems, in many cases, really hold things back. Certainly, interoperability is another major and well-known challenge throughout healthcare, whether it's between devices or between electronic health records and the ability to get the information between systems or between groups within the same system remains a challenge. Certainly, there are some emerging ways to overcome some of that, but as an industry, a lot of attention needs to be paid to improving the ability to exchange information between systems and organizational inertia. There are an awful lot of organizations that still operate as if fee-for-service was going to continue forever as the predominant method of reimbursement without looking toward what the future is going to require for better care of patients in order to survive in the value-based world. What first step would you advise healthcare IT organizations to take in this journey from volume to value-based reimbursement? Honestly, a great first step that I would advise any healthcare organization to do with any major initiative is to really assemble the right interdisciplinary team and make sure that all the stakeholders are well represented. Otherwise, there's significant risk that you'll design solutions that simply don't work for large portions of the organization. An immediate next step after you have the right team assembled would really be to take stock of where you are currently. Do an assessment and truly understand the existing technology landscape as well as the existing treatment landscape. What are strengths that you can continue to leverage versus areas that need to be improved from baseline in order to be able to move forward? Certainly, that is not an easy step to take, and very often, finding the right partner to help on that journey can be key to success. And that's certainly an area where we're helping numerous health systems across the country with that initial assessment, strengths, weaknesses, opportunity, and threat analysis, and really looking at it from a practical enterprise architecture standpoint. Dr. Collier, where could listeners go to learn more about this transformation from volume to value-based reimbursement? Not only volume to value-based reimbursement, but also to see many of the trends that are happening across industries and find ways that healthcare can leverage what's happening in other sectors The first place I always advise people to go is www.t.com, our company website, where there's just a wealth of information and resources that can be reviewed, as well as numerous case studies across industries. Okay, Dr. Justin Collier, thank you so much for all this great information about IT trends, healthcare IT trends, how we're managing all the data that's being generated, the transformation from volume to value-based reimbursement. Any final thoughts? That was an awful lot to cover in a short period of time, and certainly we only scratched the surface. But thank you very much for having me on. Okay, doctor, thank you so much, and hopefully we can have you back on a future healthcare power chat. 
I'll look forward to it.